0: Welcome to Greatness, where the world's leading thinkers share their ideas about how to create greatness. Great leaders, great teams, and great organizations. Why be good when you can be great? This is Gretchen Gagel, and I am so excited to welcome my good friend, Teresa Magnus, to the Greatness Podcast today. Welcome, Teresa.
1: Hello, and I'm very excited to be here.
0: Yeah, so we are we have a very interesting topic today. I've been chomping at the bit to record this podcast, but as I was preparing for the podcast, and, and I always love to start with people's story of how they got into where they are, and I realized, Teresa, that we've known each other for at least a decade, if not more, and I have no idea how you ended up in the construction industry, so... Tell our listeners a little bit about your background and and how you ended up in the industry.
1: Well, it was really by chance. I uh, was in college and a struggling student like many others. And I actually started just calling companies in the phone book, looking for someone who needed an administrative person, any position that would pay more than what the university was paying me to be a lifeguard. And, uh, a construction company bit. And so I worked, uh, just about every entry level construction position you can think of. Laborer, uh, carpenter. I was put with a good, good crew and trained well, uh, in carpentry. And, uh, as I progressed in my studies of accounting, I was promoted into the office, but still given a lot of latitude, and ability to spend time out in the field with the with the construction crews. When I graduated from college with a degree in accounting, I thought that would be the end of my construction career, and uh, I joined a big eight consulting company, and my first project was a construction claim. And uh, there was just no turning back. So I have spent over 25 years now in the construction industry, and it has been a very rewarding career so far, so far, and many years to go.
0: Yeah, that's so ironic because um, my son, my daughter's partner's an architect, everybody, my, my ex husband's a general contractor, everybody's in the construction industry, and my daughter's finishing up her accounting degree. And I'm trying to lure her into the construction industry. So that's interesting that that was the path that you took. I never knew that, Teresa. And I think you were at Southern Company, perhaps, when you and
1: I first met? I think so. I was responsible for the uh, contract strategy of the capital programs at Southern Company uh, for years. Uh, and and then I uh, served as a CEO of an industrial contractor based in Birmingham, Alabama, Uh, before going into a consulting business for myself.
0: Yeah. So it's so interesting. Teresa and I ran back into each other at the CII-Kirk conference in uh, August of 2021. And I I didn't know what you were up to. I hadn't seen you, I mean, with the pandemic and me being in Australia. and And I said, okay, Teresa, what are you up to? And I was just blown away by what you've accomplished since the last time I saw you. So we're sitting here because of your passion for doing something about mental well-being in the construction industry. And and its time has come. Um, at that conference, we were at a research study pointed out that um, four to five times more people kill themselves than are killed on job sites. So we we got a, a good head of steam about physical safety and, and not you know fall protection and all those things but we haven't really addressed the 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 mental health and and tell us how what what inspired you to to kind of take on mental well-being in the construction industry
1: it was a presentation that i saw at the curt national conference right before uh, things started to shut down because of the pandemic and uh what was surprising to me during the presentation uh, w- was not the statistics. I've seen the statistics uh, before. Uh, for years, I've seen these statistics. What was surprising to me was the fact that we had not progressed in solving the problem for ourselves. And uh and that bothered me. I think one of the other personal revelations that I had during that presentation was that um, I had been unaware of the toll, the mental toll the industry had taken on me leading up to uh, that presentation. And the comments of the presenter were hitting home so deeply, even in myself, I thought, my gosh! How could I not have been aware of the toll this is taking on me personally? And uh, that really launched my thinking into how do I solve this? Which is really the person that I am. I, I'm a fixer. I like to make things better. I, I don't. I'm not creative enough to invent things. But when I see things that uh, aren't functioning as well as they could or uh, aren't improving, I like to fix them. And, uh, when I, and I just decided in my mind, this is something I have to try to do something. Maybe I can't fix this, but I, I have to do something.
0: I'm so. I think that's probably one of the reasons you and I get along so well. I don't know if I've ever shared my personal vision statement. It's to leave the world a better place than I found it. And so, just being able to roll your sleeves up and say, "How can I make it better? What can I, you know, what can I do?" Um, and focusing on systemic change, I think that's. I, I, I've kind of gotten that way both with gender diversity and mental well-being in the construction <laughs> industry. It's like, okay, folks, we've been talking about this for a long. 35 years since I graduated from engineering school. That's hard to believe. So you you partnered with, um, Catherine E. Lee and Catherine couldn't join us today and hopefully we'll be able to do another podcast in the future with her, but tell us about these first steps. Okay. You've identified, I want to do something around mental well-being in the construction industry. So how did you get started?
1: Really? It was by chance. Um, you know i i have no background and no experience in the mental health industry or or therapy uh and and so i was uh sitting uh at at a swim practice for my son uh and i had hard hat stickers that had been handed out at the conference with the presentation and i was looking at them thinking to myself is this really all that we could do? What more could we be doing? This is a good start, but what more could we be doing to improve mental well-being in the industry? And started the conversation with Katherine Ely, and I had no idea what she did for a living. She had no idea what I did for a living. We were We were two moms watching swim practice, and I discovered that she's a licensed... Therapist and uh has her own practice in Birmingham and power counseling, uh, where she works with people on uh developing for themselves uh better mental well-being. And the conversation just took off from there. She could not believe the statistics in the construction industry. Uh she has over the course of, of her career. Had people from industry uh, come into her office, but uh, she was never aware of the statistics in in the industry and and so when she saw i think the opportunity to make a real impact she 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 jumped at the chance of partnering with me to bring these materials forward
0: wow isn't it serendipity? I met someone the other day in a mentoring program um, who actually is, yeah, an amazing young woman, and I just thought I was supposed to meet this person because she is working on something that is similar to what I want to work on. And I have a friend who always says you sit next to who you're supposed to sit next to at dinner or on a plane, or there's some force out there. And and so these materials. So I live in Australia. I'm in the United States, where I happen to be in the United States. So I had the book shipped to the United States, and I um, I couldn't wait to get a hold of them. I had to wait weeks. Um, to see these because it would have taken weeks for them to get to Australia. It takes a long time right now to get anything there. So tell us about this. We have the building mental wellness, your blueprint to thrive, and then the blueprint to thrive values journal and organizer. So, Tell us about the materials and the exciting pilots that you're doing on construction projects with these materials.
1: So the materials are designed, and really our program in general, is designed to fit into an existing environmental health and safety program for a contractor, an owner, a project site. It is meant to complement an existing physical safety program. And so everything that we have developed has been done so to assist contractors or employers in implementing the program easily for their employees. I mean, the the problem we're solving uh, is how do I implement this for my company? And so the Building Mental Wellness Workbook is based on acceptance commitment therapy, Uh, a standard uh, process that's used by therapists uh, in their practices. We have uh, taken that process and followed it in the creation of this workbook. It is written in plain language, and it is designed to help a person through a natural sequence of uh, activities to understand their level of satisfaction in each of the domains of a healthy life and or level of dissatisfaction, what are the obstacles to achieving that satisfaction? And then what actions am I going to take to improve my level of satisfaction? The workbook is designed to be filled out individually by people. There's something very cathartic about writing down your deepest secrets. I mean, when we think about what are the things in our lives that prevent us from achieving happiness, it's usually not something that happened yesterday. Uh, It's not, you know, I -hmm. didn't get an email out or I'm, you know, it's not something that happened yesterday. The obstacles that, that really block us from achieving happiness in our lives are deep-rooted um, things, you know, that we carry with us. And so this workbook is designed to help you identify and overcome those obstacles. The Values Journal and Organizer follows the workbook process and is designed to help you help a person uh, adopt healthier, uh, living. So that is building in mindfulness routines on a daily and weekly basis. Um, improving the use of time, adopting healthy habits and breaking some of those bad habits that we have. Uh, and you know, it takes time. It, it, it uh it isn't going to be an instant thing you're not immediately going to overcome what uh, what is challenging you uh and and sometimes there are things that are beyond your control that um you know that are impacting you and and so then you're you're making different decisions for yourself am i going to stay in this environment where i don't have control over these aspects of my life? Or am I going to change that? And these materials are are designed to help an individual through the process.
0: Do you think one silver lining of the pandemic is that we've opened the door a little wider to have these conversations? Because we've been asking people, you know, how are you doing um, with isolation, with homeschooling, with the stress of Whatever. Do do you I mean, do you think that maybe there's a little bit more fertile ground for this to take root in our industry right now?
1: I think both. I think we have um, a more open conversation about mental health in our industry and, and in society in general. We're seeing professional athletes coming out and saying, I need a mental break. We're seeing CEOs come out and say, I need to have a mental break. So the conversation is opening you know unfortunately we also have a larger problem now that uh you know we have spent over a year in isolation uh depression anxiety uh loneliness you know are uh at all time highs
0: yeah you know the sad part Teresa you and I spoke the I'm doing the owner study for CII Kurt right now and I've interviewed 30 people and three of them have experienced a suicide on a job site in the last 30 days. Ten mm-hmm. percent um, of the people that I interviewed, and uh, it's just so crushing uh, of an experience for everybody on that project site. So I, I'm so. So you're starting to pilot this. You're reaching out to, I know, trade associations and different people to get people fired up. And it just so happened I was talking to a large owner yesterday and they're like, hey, do you know Teresa Magnus? We're piloting this on two of our projects. So tell us, it seems like people are getting really fired up about the program and wanting to to try it out and that you've developed a, a process, a very specific process for rolling this out on job sites.
1: We have. So we are beginning to pilot this for uh, an owner on two uh, project sites in very different locations with very different demographics. Um, the process for implementing uh, our program uh, includes an assessment of the psychological, the psych- psychological safety factors of um, a workplace, uh, so that is looking at the culture of the job site, the frontline supervision, the openness to conversation about mental well-being and mental wellness, we'll say access to mental wellness services at that job site. On the individual side, we're implementing our materials and The approach that we're taking is not focusing as much on suicide prevention as we are focusing on developing strong uh, coping skills, healthy coping skills, and resilience in the workforce. Mm -hmm. I see mental wellness following the same track that physical safety followed two decades ago. When I started in the industry, there wasn't a lot of focus on physical safety. And uh, the first decision that we made as an industry is we're going to prevent fatalities on job sites. And what we learned over the course of a couple decades of implementing programs was that in order to stop fatalities on job sites, we had to go all the way to the other end of the spectrum and say we're going to train individuals in how to recognize the hazards associated with the task they're performing and we're not going to let them make unsafe acts. I view mental wellness in the construction industry exactly the same way. If we want to stop suicides, we can't focus solely on suicide. We have to go to the other end of the spectrum and say we are going to teach our workforce how to be resilient, how to have healthy coping skills, and how to take care of themselves so that they are productive, they are healthy, they are good members of society.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have like, uh, I'm, I'm just so excited. I, I have this vision of hundreds of thousands of people going through this process and the impact that you can have on the industry. And during this study, I'm, I'm interviewing mostly owners, but I'm also interviewing some construction Um, and engineering firms and one contractor said to me when we were talking about mental well-being and by the way I've asked them to rate how well do we take care of the mental well-being of our employees in our industry on a scale of one to four and most of them are giving it a one or a two Mm -hmm. Um, so there you go that's some validation of the need but he said I I wish owners would understand when they ask us to accelerate the schedule or the if they would just ask the question what's that going to do to your people. You know, if we're, we're asking you to cut four months off this project, what's that going to do to your people? And if we could all just start taking a little bit better care of one another um, in the industry. And I think this is a huge step. I want to make sure our listeners understand how to reach out to you, Teresa. Um, obviously, you can find the books, Teresa Magnus and Catherine Ellie. Am I saying that right? Ellie. Ely E L Y. You can find these on Amazon.com. Building mental wellness, both the the your blueprint to thrive and the values journal and organizer. Um, how do people find your website, Teresa?
1: Domain Wellness Partners Domain
0: Wellness Partners Domain Wellness And um, Teresa, I I just want to um, so applaud the fact that you have stepped up in a big way to address an issue in our industry. And I know that it's going to be wildly successful. If we have listeners out there, you know, you can be a construction company or any kind of company, right? This is applicable to anything. We just happen to both work primarily in the construction, engineering, mining, um, energy industries. But if I own a company or I have a team and I, and I just want to take that first step to helping my employees be resilient, besides obviously buying your materials and checking out what you're doing? What what can I do as a leader to help with the resilience of my employees?
1: The number one thing that a company can do to improve the mental well-being of their employees is to start caring about the people who work for them as individuals and to help the individuals who work for them understand that it is important that they take care of themselves. I think uh all too often, in the construction industry, in uh, mining uh, and uh, the energy industry in general, uh and, 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 and this could probably be said for every industry, it is very easy for a person to reduce their entire life to being a paycheck, and there has always been something very noble, especially for Americans. Of working as hard as you can to produce a great life for your family, and when you limit yourself to to only being valuable in the form of a paycheck to take care of other people, you're really damaging yourself in ways that uh, you probably aren't working long enough to understand, and so. Companies spending time with their individuals to uh, advocate for them, to take time off, to uh, attend the important things, events that are happening in their children's lives, to spend time with their family. Those are all very important things.
0: Mm. You know, it's funny. I've said this for years and years and years to people who work for me, you're a human being first and an employee second. And I want to care about you as a human being in your journey on this earth. It just happens to intersect right now in working together. Teresa, I'm such a huge admirer. I can't wait to see you at the next Kurt conference again and hear about the progress that you're making on these projects. And we'll definitely have you and Catherine back for a podcast in a year to hear about all the amazing success that you're having. Uh, Thank you so much, Teresa. Thank you for having me. Interested in hearing more? Visit us at greatnessconsulting.com. Thank you.